0: Hi, my name is Ricky Langford from High Performance Work Health International. Today I'm talking about the number one killer of Australians. This is a disease that one in six of us have a major risk factor. It killed well over 17,000 people last year. And what we also know is that 73% of us have more than one risk factor. And we're talking about heart disease. So we're gonna talk about a healthy heart and trying to avoid cardiovascular disease. Welcome to the Great Life Podcast. It's Ricky Langford, demystifying the science of health and talking about practical ideas for everyday problems. Well, the heart's a muscle. It's a pretty funky muscle. It's got a couple of chambers. Blood comes in, blood goes out. And we know the heart beats for most people between 60 and 100 times a minute. That means it beats about 100,000 times a day, which means over the average lifespan, which for males is about 80 years old, for females about 84 to 85 years old, that's somewhere between two and a half and three billion beats over your lifetime. So you can see this is an incredibly resilient and incredibly important muscle to have working properly. And when we talk about your blood pressure, we talk about two numbers. You know when you go to the doctor and they go, they put the sphygma on you and they pump it up and they've got the stethoscope on, or these days they just put the electronic machine on you. They say your blood pressure is 120 over 80. Well, that top, top number called the systolic pressure is the pressure exerted when your heart beats. So when your heart beats, it pushes the blood out, and that's the maximum amount of pressure that's being forced through your arteries, pushing that bolus of blood through. When your heart's filling up, that's called your diastolic blood pressure because when your heart's filling up, it's the residual pressure left behind in the artery. Now what we know about the average human, 120 or 110 over 80 or 70 are the ideal numbers. And if those numbers start to get too high, typically in Australia we say over 140 over 90 is way too high. In America now it's 130 over 90, which I think Will be adopting soon because we know as that blood pressure goes higher it creates massive issues for your arteries and all the other stuff that gets clogged up in there along the way the great life podcast with ricky langford so how do we go from this beautiful heart beating away pushing all this blood through the arteries to having a heart attack or even a stroke well what happens is the, the heart beats and it pushes blood out through the arteries we talked about a few moments earlier and it's got this nice round artery that's nice and compliant. But over time, either through some hereditary factors, but generally for a lot of us these days it's because of our poor food choices and a few other things, we start to build up, we start to clog up that tube. And it gets narrower and narrower because we're laying inside it plaque. You've all heard about the plaque in your arteries. Well, that's called LDL cholesterol, low density lipoprotein. And that eventually starts to block up. So the artery, which is to be this round, is now really only this round which means the same amount of blood going through the, through the tube, but a much narrower tube, which means your blood pressure goes up. Hence, checking your blood pressure is important. But when you start getting more and more of this plaque on the inside of your artery, eventually, for whatever reason, it creates a little it splits, which means it bleeds into the tube and the body clots it. When it clots it, it actually blocks the artery, which means you have no blood flow to your heart or parts of your heart. And that's the point where we have heart attacks. Or if it happens up here, you don't get blood to the brain, which means you have a stroke So all of a sudden parts of your heart aren't getting blood supplied to them and when that blood's not being supplied that tissue can't live so some of that tissue starts to die which is the start of heart failure now of course in the modern world we do have bypasses but even we do a bypass after a heart attack some of that tissue is already dead and if you have enough of that tissue damaged over time, you have total heart failure and of course you will die. Um, But certainly even if you had a little heart attack and you've done a little bit of damage, you'll tend to be much more tired more often, you'll certainly get much more puffed when you exercise because you can't provide blood or oxygen around your bloodstream quite as well as you did before. So bypasses are fantastic to help you live, but you still can keep getting congestion into the arteries which means you can have more and more heart attacks, hence you have to adopt better lifestyle from that point on. Talking about practical ideas for everyday problems. The Great Life Podcast with Ricky Langford. So there are risk factors for your likelihood to have a heart attack or a stroke, particularly heart attacks. Some of them are controllable and some are uncontrollable. Now, the uncontrollable ones are things like your age. The older you get, the less compliant your arteries are, all those sorts of things. The older you get, the more likely you are to have a heart attack. It could be your gender. So we know men are more likely to have heart attacks than women. We know your cultural background. So, for instance, um, if you're an Indigenous Australian, we know that you're much more likely to have a heart attack than an Anglo-Saxon white is likely to have the same age. You're much higher risks. We know people come from uh, East Asia, so we're talking uh, Indians, uh, people from Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh. They they have much higher levels of heart attack or or stroke. um, Or it can be your genetic background. So it's it's why it becomes really important to understand what your mother, your father, your brothers and sisters, your grandmothers and great grandmothers uh, and and grandfathers histories look like when it comes to the health, because if you've got high blood pressure in the family or, or diabetes in the family, the risks start to go up. So knowing your genetic background, your ethnic background, understanding as we get older, and of course, as a male, you're more likely to have a heart attack than a female. So what are the controllable factors when it comes to heart disease? Well, there are three three in this group which actually can be uncontrollable for some, but for most of us it is controllable. We're talking about high glucose, high blood pressure and high cholesterol. For a lot of people that's all about the poor food choices we make. Eating lots of the really rubbish foods, highly processed food, uh, cooking at high temperatures with really cheap oils but generally just not eating the right sort of food. Remembering if it grew out of the ground, walked across the ground or swam, and it's unbastardised, typically it's pretty good for you. Then of course there are things like the shape of your body. So we know if you divided your waist by your hip measurement, so the waist for men is roughly through the top of the belly button, and for women it's the narrowest point between the last rib and the top of the pelvis. And if you divide that by the widest part of your bum measurement, which is your hip measurement, that ratio for men should be below 0.95 and for women below 0.85. So if my waist was 90 and my bum measurement was 110, well, I'm laughing because I'm in the 0.8s. But if it gets above above 0.95 for men or 0.85 for women, we know your risks go linear. That's why we talk a lot about the waist measurement for men being below 94 centimetres, ideally, and for women below about 82 centimetres. If it goes over 90 for women or over 100 centimetres for men, that's when the risks go out of control. We can control that. And again, it's the same old message, good food and a bit of exercise and some decent sleep. So then we've got two other controllables. One is smoking. Now, all the smokers are out there going, here we go, yes, we know it kills and all that sort of stuff. But of all the things that you can modify very quickly, I know it's not easy, but have a massive impact on your risk for heart attack or stroke, it's getting rid of the cigarettes. So smoking is a massive risk factor for almost everything that's bad in health, but for heart disease, it's massively impacted. And we know there's still about 13% of the Australian population smoking every single day. Then, of course, there's alcohol intake. Now, we know alcohol's not great for us, but there is a positive correlation between too much alcohol and heart disease, stroke and whatever else. So remember, I talked about it in another video quite recently about being... For men, two standard drinks a day, five days a week, and for women, one standard drink a day, five days a week, but remember you need to have two alcohol-free days for both men and women. If you're able to stay at that level, or even better, maybe even slightly less, we know your risks dissipate away. So we can control whether we smoke, whether we drink too much, whether we exercise, whether we eat too much rubbish. They're all very much controllables. They're not that hard to control if you've been really bad at it for a long time, but that's all part of that process of becoming more resilient over time. So heart disease is the biggest killer of Australians and all the associated issues that come with that, that come together to be heart disease, really ruin a lot of our quality of lives as well, which is the ability to do the things that we go and earn money to do, to enjoy ourselves with our friends or family or our sport. So what can you do really easily? Well, that is stop smoking. Don't drink too much alcohol. Lose, lose 5% of your body weight. So if you know if you lose 5% of your body weight, you reduce your risk by about up to about 30% of having a heart attack or a stroke. It might be to control your stresses and your anxieties because we know when you're stressed, it puts your heart under more pressure and increases some hormones that increase your risk of a heart attack but also you need to eat fibre in your food because fibre in your food is the one thing that's like a pipe cleaner, cleans out all the nasty cholesterol in the bloodstream, stops you from digesting some of it and controls your blood pressure and your your blood sugar quite to a certain degree as well. So eating real food. So it's about minimalising the things that we can control and the things that we can't control, making sure they're being checked on a regular basis. So those things will minimise the likelihood of impacting on your day-to-day life and your quality of life, but long-term, the likelihood of you having a heart attack or heart disease.